You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Friday, April 23rd, and the draft is starting next week. We're going to take a big picture look at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We've got Jenna Harner from Channel 11 WPXI on with us doing that. With Mike Tomlins being resigned, I want to get her thoughts on that, and I want to get thoughts on just what direction the team is taking as we get ready for the biggest week of the offseason with the NFL draft starting next week. As always, you can subscribe to the Lockdown Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Odyssey app, which used to be radio.com. Rate us five stars with a positive comment to help us out, and if you do both at the same time, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. Well, everybody, it is time. This is the last show before the NFL draft week begins because this time next week the Steelers will have made their first round pick I'll have talked about it on this podcast I'll probably have talked about it on the locked on NFL podcast there's a lot of stuff to do but this was still a huge week for the Steelers not just because we were getting ready for the NFL draft but because of the extending of Mike Tom and you've heard me talk about that but now I want to talk about the big picture questions about the Steelers taking a step back and where they're going right before they make some serious decisions next week. And of course, on Fridays, we have Jenna Harner of Channel 11 WPXI doing that with me on the show because who better to do that with me, right? Jenna, first of all, how you doing? I am so great and glad to be back as always. You know, this is my favorite way to end the week. I mean, come on, what's better? Exactly. Talking about Steelers, chilling, you know, giving the Friday episode to everybody so that they can enjoy. This is how this is. Hopefully this is how you listen on your commute to your last day of work for the week. You're like, ah, I can just sit back and, and listen to football talk. But but Jenna, you and I have talked about the drafts a lot. Now, I haven't got the chance to talk to you about this Mike Tomlin extension. I wanted to get your thoughts on just, you know, the on the extension of him. You've, you know, you've watched football all your life. You've covered, you've, you've covered the sport. You've seen it from different teams' perspectives. What was your reaction when he got, when he got extended? You know, you talk about longevity and you look at the Steelers and their coaching staff and that goes hand in hand and just the history of what this franchise has done and the impressive way that they've done it. But, you know, this to me, it was funny because I think we see the reactions that we always see where it's like, oh, get rid of Tomlin, this and this. I, again, playoff success aside as of recently, because I think that is an area you can definitely point to this team as a reason to be like some sort of probable cause more than just saying, get rid of Mike Tomlin, because they have not been successful Mm -hmm. as of late when it comes to the playoffs. Mm -hmm. However, what Mike Tomlin has done, his record, what he means to this team, what he means to the organization, why the guys under him like playing for him so much goes to show exactly the type of guy that he is and exactly why this move did not come as any big surprise by any means maybe correct me if you're you know if I'm wrong but I just think that this was something too that was this is inevitable he hasn't shown any reason immediately to be like yes you need to fire this guy I think if you know this 
Steelers fans that do feel this way or are feeling, you know, oh, well, his playoff resume hasn't been great as of lately. I think you can kind of build on that depending on what happens this year. But I mean, even again, we go back to, you know, everyone wants to blame coaching. You go back to the playoff game last year and the first couple mistakes that the Steelers made that all of a sudden the Browns are up 20 something to nothing. It's like, that's not things you can coach. Those aren't coachable things. Yeah. That, and see, that's the big, that's why I wanted to talk about big picture questions because I get that. I get Steelers fans frustrations. I get, you know, saying we haven't, we haven't seen this team win a playoff game since 20, since January of 2017. That's how long it's been, which, so it's been, it'll, it'll, it'll be, it will be five years. If they win a playoff game this year, it'll have been five years since they've won a playoff game. And that's, and that's a bad, and that's an if, Um, but Still, like you said, when you look at those games, the big picture is that, well, coaching wasn't the problem in those games. The problem was two of the highest paid players on the teams made some huge mistakes that were uncharacteristic for them and had zero to do with game planning, with uh, with with, with, you know, with, you know, plays being there. And we saw throughout the game, the plays were there. Mm-hmm. When 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 they, when the, when the guy when when Ben Roethlisberger executed the plays were on the field to be made. It wasn't like they came out with no play calls that could work. It was just the mistakes on the field cost cost them way too much, and they couldn't rebound. That to me isn't about coaching. And you could say that I think a lot about a lot of their playoff failures and and the regular season problems because a lot of people. What what I think is also important to remind people is that when you lump all these years together, people throw in that 2019 season like it's. Like, oh, yeah, they, they were supposed to make the playoffs with Devlin Hodges and Mason Rudolph, who was, one, decapitated by Earl Thomas earlier in the year and then decapitated again by Miles Garrett with his own helmet later in the year. So that was that was totally supposed to be a normal year um, in, in all this. That's where I say big picture-wise, I don't see any bat downside to keeping Tomlin around, especially right now. No, and I think because, too, I posed this question. I uh, I got a text from a friend that was like, hey, the Steelers are re-signing Tomlin, really? And I was like, okay, fine. If you don't agree with it, who who would you want? Who's available that you want? Right. You can take anybody that's available. Who do you want? Go get them. And are they going to have the success that Mike Tomlin's going to have? And we see that with coaching changes all the time. It takes a little while for these players to adjust to a new coach, for the coach to work with the players, for them to establish those relationships Yes, there's a lot of things that the Steelers need to work on. Yes, there is a lot of holes that they need to fill in their roster ahead of this coming season. Is getting rid of Mike Tomlin the answer there? No, I don't think so by any means. I think this was a very, very logical. And I think, again, a lot of the guys, we hear them, these players like playing under Mike Tomlin. We've heard all the time the type of coach that he is, a reason why his guys like playing for him and for them in a year where there has been so much inconsistency, so much uncertainty, so many question marks, this is something that is stable for this team that really can only bode well. I think if you look, I'm going on like 18 different tangents here, but if you look ahead, you know, to potentially, you know, what it would take this season to say, okay, Tomlin's not going to be our guy. I don't even think there could be something that's crazy detrimental this season that would do it. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing. Like it, it would take a massive falling apart of the, of the Steelers for even to be begin that discussion. And again, if, if one's argument was that the Steelers would fall apart, if it wasn't for having a franchise quarterback around, that felt that argument is gone and dead because of 2019. 
because yep. they had an opportunity to fall apart yep. and they did. They came through and they, they were eight and eight and they were pushing for the playoffs at the end of the season with a quarterback that would not start anywhere else in the NFL. And again, it took two quarterbacks going down for them to even get to that point. Okay. Um, so to, to, to what we're saying, and we're, we're not done with this topic because I want, I want to move around about how, the, how this is going to impact different outlooks on the Steelers. To what we're saying, th- this is about stability. This is about maintaining you know, and, and, you know the, the 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 direction that the Steelers can go on as far as building the roster and building the attitude. Now, the execution on the field—that's what has to change. We're going to talk about how that could change coming up after this segment. But first, a word from our sponsors at Blue Nile. This episode is brought to you by Ten Ten, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10 This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner from WPXI. So continuing our discussion about the big pictures, about what Tomlin has to do now. Again, the, the whole goal here is that you do want Tomlin to eventually get the Steelers over the hump in the playoffs soon. But what have those humps been in the playoffs? I, I, keep, I continue to point out to people, Jenna, the last time this team, this organization won playoff games was behind a primary running back who was toting the rock in Le'Veon Bell against the Chiefs when Ben Roethlisberger was not playing well and needed six field goals, an NFL record, to beat the Chiefs and be the only team to ever beat Andy Reid in the playoffs when he was coming off a bye week. That is a historic, historic fact. Um, and when you look at that, and you look at how he, how he won the Dolphins game earlier, just the week before that, that to me continues to emphasize this team needs to be about fixing the run game. And we, we, I agree with everyone when they say offensive line is important, but you cannot overlook having the primary running back, which is why I continue to hammer home this point that Thursday, less than a week from the moment that you're listening to this podcast, the Steelers need to make sure that some part of this plan is getting one of those top backs. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we're going to see a lot of outcry depending on who they go with in that first round with that pick, the uh, the 24th overall pick. Look, there we've said this, I feel like a million and 12 times over, you need a balanced attack, a balanced offense if you want to win and have success in the NFL. And again, looking at what happened this year, I think even I think if you even take away 
a couple. You take away maybe one of Ben's interceptions from that Browns game. You take away the crazy snap on the first play of the game that the Browns automatically score. And I think obviously it would have been a whole lot of a more competitive game. I think the Browns still had a chance of winning because you look at what their offense brought to that game. And we know what, you know, we hear it all the time with teams that have really solid running backs, you know, they get a lead in front and then they can go to running the ball. I think I mentioned this on here a couple of times, but I will never forget the first Ravens game this past year where they, the Steelers had a chance to just run the clock out. You needed yeah. to get that first down, get, I think it was like five, maybe five yards at that point from James Connor, and they weren't able to do it. They gave Baltimore the ball back. And obviously remember what happened when Megan Fitzpatrick broke up that pass in the end mm-hmm. zone, but mm-hmm. very realistically, that could have been a game they lost because you all, you go back to needing to have that solid running back, that solid presence. And I think for that big picture, again, that is something the Steelers, I, you know, there's definitely a lot smarter people, especially than me making these decisions, but that is something that they absolutely know they need to do. And yes, that does really start with an offensive line, but the two kind of go hand in hand. It's almost like the chicken and the egg thing. Like will you find success from your running back because of the offensive line, or does the offensive line have success because of the running right. back? The two kind of obviously tie very um, hand in hand, but again, this is just something that you want to talk about this team finding success in the playoffs, Mike Tomlin having a better playoff record um, than in years past. And I think that all starts this coming week with what player, what running back they are going to bring in, who is going to make an impact on this team almost instantaneously. Because again, Ben doesn't have to throw the ball 50 plus times a game. We know that obviously he is older. We've seen a lot of, you know, I don't think entire, you know, regression isn't the right word, but he's older. He's, you need somebody that is going to be mobile. That's going to be shifty. That is going to create those lanes. And that's going to get you those tough yards that we saw Ben having to throw to Juju for versus giving the ball off to a guy that they know can have success. that can have a full steam ahead and get you those dirty yards to get the first down to sustain drives to eventually balance your offense. I agree entirely. Um, that's the whole, that's the whole aspect of this is to, is, is to establish that balance on offense and not just, just to say you have balance on offense, but to have those multiple threats, because again, having that, 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 that talented running back out of the backfield, that's something that defenses say, we have to worry about him, not just your offensive line, but him. And when you do that, that forces safeties to have to come up quicker. That forces linebackers to have to think when you start to do play action, instead of saying, you know what, even if you hand the ball off to him, we're not scared of Benny Snell or Anthony McFarland or Jalen Sanders. We are, we are scared of Najee Harris because we saw that man destroy people in Alabama. And if he comes off to a hot start, you're like, okay, we can't let him get loose or Travis ATN get a home run, a uh, big run right at, right after that. Yeah. Um, with rookies all the time too, when rookie running backs really start heating up all of a sudden we see game plans entirely shift based on these guys. Um, I mean, I feel like we saw that with Nick Chubb when he came into the league, you know, guys that can really find this success on the ground, all of a sudden you see teams entirely having to change game plans, knowing that they also have a solid quarterback. It's like, wait a second, this really does open up so much more offensively for the teams that find success with this. Exactly. And, and another thing here is also the, the long-term paradigm shift that I think is coming in the NFL. Not that, not that quarterbacks are going to be any less valuable, but 
teams have gotten smaller on defense. They've gotten faster. They've gotten, you know, like, like Jeremiah Usukoromo looks like a brilliant sideline to sideline, fast linebacker who's definitely going in the first round this year. But you look at his build and you're like, your questions about how he could take on run blockers. But so many people are like, throw that into the wind. We don't care. Like I, I was on the, uh, the locked on NFL draft podcast earlier, earlier this week. And in there, they did a mock draft themselves. And with this mock draft, Jeremiah Moy, he went ninth overall because people value wow. that. And it's like, most people have him falling maybe to the Steelers, maybe getting taken at 20, 15. But that's the thing is teams are valuing. If you're fast, if you can cover, if you can help against those underneath passes, that's great. But in doing so, I think the teams that are able to put together a strong defense and have a running game could find ways to circumvent not having the best quarterback in football, which, you know, recent history, the last two Super Bowl winners have been Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. And people may look at that and say, well, you have to have one of those guys. Well, no, you don't, because in the years before that, you had Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl. You had Jared Goff come close to winning the Super Bowl. You had Jimmy Garoppolo come close to winning the Super Bowl. You had Nick, like I said, you had Nick Foles winning the Super Bowl. Um, you had Peyton Manning with a fused neck winning the Super Bowl. Yep. It's possible to win with a strong ground game and a, and, a, and a great defense if your quarterback is just competent. And that's where I think Ben can be if you give him that ground game. And again, that running back that he trusts is going to be a playmaker, not, not a role player, who is going to just run behind a decent offensive line, but a playmaker. Yeah. Someone that's going to be explosive. Someone that you are going to want to see explode and can find that open field and go, but at the same time can get you those, you know, greasy, dirty yards can get you that couple yards. Perfect situation. Again, back to that Ravens game can get you that third and four to put the game away. Absolutely. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, I want to get Jenna's final thoughts going into the NFL draft because we'll be t- her and I will talk about this, you know, next week on Channel 11 most likely because I, I think I'm doing a preview with you guys. But I wanted to get her sense going into the draft week. What are some of the things that we'll be looking at? We'll talk to her right after this. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. 
Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Jenna Harner of WPXI, Channel 11 in Pittsburgh. So, Jenna, again, we're talking about the, the, the direction the Steelers are going. But, of course, running back isn't the only position. If, you know, you look at the Steelers roster, you've been able to skim over the, the talent in this, in this NFL draft. What do you think are the top – if you had to list your – this is, this is your, your typical – a one, everyone does this. But if you had three keys or, or three priorities that you had to list for the Steelers for this draft week, what are your top three ones? And you could even throw out that running back being you know, is, is your first key. But I, I want to get your sense of where you have to say they have to do by the end of this next week. Yeah, I mean, there's no secret that running back is absolutely at the top. You need to find a guy again. My thoughts immediately, you get one of the top guys in that first round, depending on where some of these guys fall. If you can get a Najee Harris, you can get a Travis Etienne. You absolutely do that. That is going to be so valuable. And if the Steelers, you know, I feel like all the time we talk about windows and looking at is the window officially closed for Ben is this team, you know, again, getting a running back that is at that caliber caliber already really puts you in good good footing in a good way to be able to potentially compete against a lot of these powerhouse teams that we know are going to be in the AFC this season the Chiefs the Bills teams yes. like that you want to give yourself I mean I hate I know Steelers fans don't like me saying this but even the Browns and even what they've done yeah, you know, that's fair um, you know, teams that you really kind of now are going to be competing with, uh, you know, looking to get deep in the playoffs. Those are teams I really think are going to be making big playoff pushes this year. So obviously running back is absolutely going to be huge. And I know we've talked at length as well about offensive linemen. You know, you have a lot of good pieces right now to work, but we still don't know what's going to happen with Alejandro Villanueva. Yes. You know, there's still, obviously there was talks earlier this week. I believe that he was visiting with the Ravens. Yes, he was. Um, so, you know, keeping an eye, depending on what happens there, but you know, you need a solid offensive line, as we've said, to not only have your ground game going, but to be able to protect your quarterback who, like we said, is older, you know, He's getting up there. This may or may not be his last season. We don't entirely know, but again, you want to do all that you can to protect that. So offensive line is definitely something uh, I'm really keeping my eyes out for too. And I feel like we just, I don't know. I look, it's funny because I know what's going to happen on draft night is what's going to happen every year that happens on draft night, where they're going to pick somebody in the first round that may have been a little surprised. And mm-hmm. if, if it's a surprise, everyone's be like, Oh my God, or vice versa. Right. If it's exactly a, you know, if it's one of the running backs that we talk about all the time, it's gonna be like, Oh, well, they should have gotten him at different spot. Like there's never going to be a good answer for this. I know in that way, it's just always so fun. I love, like, I'll never forget this me going on a little tangent, but when I was, uh, with uh, when I was covering Buffalo in the 2018 draft, everyone was livid that the Bills took Josh Allen over <laughs> Josh Rosen. <laughs> Man, and, and look how that played out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it was just, it was funny. So I think obviously 
the two big things I'm keeping my eyes on are which running back they go with and then potentially to what they do with the offensive line. Again, you want to think initially they're going to get running back in that 24th spot, but it might not surprise me if they do decide to go somewhere in their offensive line in that uh, first role. And then everybody, you know, release the, bring out the pitchforks, I guess, in that sense. But it, you know, we, you never, you never really know, you think, you know, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, the night of the draft and crazy things are happening. Trades are happening. Teams are moving. I'm going to be interested. I think we talked about too, Miami, um, potentially in the spot that they're in, they might, uh, pick one of the guys that the Steelers have their eyes on as well. Um, but I will say too, another, if, you know, for some reason the top three running backs go earlier or don't entirely fall to the Steelers, somebody to keep your eyes on that could be a really beneficial pickup mid rounds, depending on where they want to go. But uh, Jarrett Patterson running back from uh, the university at Buffalo. And I'm not saying that just because, oh. but oh. <laughs> um, yeah, got a couple of ties there, but no, I just, um, he's been very impressive in what he's done. He's um, just, I, I could kind of, you know, that's a whole other uh, subject to dive into it that way. But um, he could be someone too, that if things don't kind of fall according to plan and, you know, the running backs are off the board or the Steelers decide that they want to go somewhere else versus running back in the first round, he could be a really solid pickup for this team as well. I, it, it, that, that could be an option. Now here's my thing, Jenna. I do think it would behoove the Steelers to consider double dipping at running back because yeah. we're talking about those top guys, but you know, again, we're, we're not sure about, you know, if Jalen Samuels, the guy that you want in the roster this year, do, how do you feel about Benny Snell, Anthony McFarland? Who's to say that if you don't double, if you don't get that guy in the first round, that you can't go back in the sixth round and get another running back and, yeah. and say, you know what, all of you guys, y'all's put on notice because, you know, this is, this is, this is fresh blood here and we need a number two back and maybe even a number three back who's going to be ready to contribute and, and, and be exciting when they could contribute. So um, totally agree with you there. My I agree with your first with running back and offensive line key yep. needs. Absolutely. My my third sneaky need here is finding depth at edge because yep. and I think they can do that in the third and fourth round. I think that's a really good sweet spot if they if they can get a guy like Dalen Hayes in the fourth. He's a guy from Notre Dame. I think that could really work out. There's guys in the third round who I think just if you if you just work it the right way if you if you if you keep your eyes on the prize and make sure that you're that, that you're not and again keep your eyes open because if a safety falls that you really like in the third round you take him. You know I, I'm not I'm not saying to abandon. I I never say to abandon all hope. You know at other positions just for one. Um, and I don't say that about running back either. Like if, if Micah Parsons falls to 24, okay, that changes up your entire perspective of getting a running back in the, in the first round. But um, you know, at, at edge rusher, if you're looking in round two and you're saying, well, Joe Tryon's there from Washington, that's something to consider. If you're looking round three and, you know, maybe a Peyton Turner or a Hamilcar Rashid Jr. You know, I've talked a lot about pit guys and I know people are having funny putting pit memes in this Facebook group. I see you, the locked on fans that make fun of me and my pit biases. Yes, I have pit biases because I cover the team and I went there for law school, but don't hold that against me. Um, it's just, they have good players. All right. And I think they can fit. Don't get, don't, don't make memes about me just because of that. Mm. Anyways. we don't we, we only loving means only loving memes. i mean i get that they, they're not they're not harm they're not they're not harming anyone but it's just like i i see you guys don't think i don't see you <laughs> eyes are wide open people <laughs> but in all seriousness edge rusher could be a perfect late day two grab yep. or or early day three grab and i think that would put in someone behind alex highsmith and tj watt 
could really help the pass rush in the long run. But Jenna, thanks so much for being on the show and talking with us every week. Uh, let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. You can find me on Twitter at Jenna Harner 11, uh, Instagram at Jenna underscore Harner. And definitely if you haven't tuned in to WPXI at all this week, tune in for all of the stuff that we have this coming week. It's kind of a crazy week when we think about it, but um, we have a lot of awesome stuff leading up to the draft starting Monday. We have a little hockey tangent, Penguins Bruins on NBC um, on channel 11 on Sunday. So we'll have an hour pregame starting, or excuse me, a half hour pregame starting at 2.30 and then an hour long postgame. We have our draft special that we have coming on Wednesday, I believe, no, Thursday, Thursday. I'm, I was gonna say if it's Wednesday, somebody needs to tell me because I was told Thursday. <laughs> my dates are all mixed up. This I don't know what day it is. It's good. Um, but yeah, a lot of awesome draft stuff. So definitely tune in. Um, we will have all of your coverage for the draft. We will be uh in all of the Zoom conferences with all of the draftees. So it's really gonna be uh, an awesome, awesome, awesome week ahead. Definitely tune in because hey, Chris is there too. Absolutely. I'll be there. I believe Dorn Dickerson will also be there. So yep. check check us out there. Again, if you want to see more of my work, I'm Chris Carter. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok at Carter Critiques. Um, and you can also read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com at any time. Um, I write on the Steelers, Pitt football, Pitt basketball, all of those things there. So that's a great way to check us out. If you're enjoying the Locked On Steelers podcast, please go anywhere that you can. Rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. Doing that gets you a shout out at the end of the show because you help us out so much. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, this is the final Mock Draft Monday coming up this upcoming Monday. So if you want your last shot to be one of the winners of Mock Draft Monday, get in on it. It'll be in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. You can also hit me up on any of my handles uh, to, to submit your mock draft. Um, we will also be having a special guest, Dave Damashek, joining us. Uh, so he'll be on the show Monday. That's going to be a fun one. Tune in. We'll see you.